Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. We've had a heck of a week of news, and it's only Wednesday. We've had so many news stories on Mass Device that Sean has been covering, and I know we'll talk about Dexcom a little bit later, but Sean, you had a chance to sit down with the CEO this week and have a discussion, didn't you? Yeah, Kevin Sayer and I had a conversation while he's at JP Morgan, a virtual conversation, of course, as I'm not there, but we discussed the company's new product that we will be getting into later in the episode, as well as some of the other things going on at the company, like the G7 launch that happened in the past year, and just sort of the direction it's headed and its preliminary results ahead of the release of its full year earnings Report. So a lot of interesting stuff that will be covered later down the road at Mass Device and Drug Delivery Business News. But Danielle, as well as JP Morgan, isn't CES going on? And you had a look at what's going on there? Yes, the CES Consumer Electronics Show is happening at the same time as JP Morgan in a different state. It's in Las Vegas this year. I think it's in Las Vegas every year, but this year it's much bigger than it was in previous years. They have 4,000 companies and 1,500 startups across 25 different technological specialties. And I went through all the digital health technology companies that are showcasing at the show and had to kind of come through and narrow down. It was really hard to narrow down which companies we should include, but we do have a roundup on medical design and outsourcing that shows some of the interesting technology like cuffless blood pressure monitors. I mean, you were just talking about glucose sensors. There's a wearable glucose monitor at being shown at CES. There's even brain-computer interfaces, which I know is a popular topic here on MDO. So lots of interesting technology happening at CES. But I'm really excited to see your article about the Dexcom CEO and just what they have going on as well. But I know we'll talk about Dexcom today. What's some of the other news that we have for this Wednesday? Yeah, so in addition to the new sensor coming from Dexcom, we'll talk about leadership changes at Orthofix, an electrode recall at a Johnson & Johnson unit, a software recall at Insulet, and key points from Medtronic's J.P. Morgan presentation. And what's the first news story that we should start with today? Orthofix has a new CFO as Massimo Calafiori has taken over as CEO, and the company's C-suite is starting to take shape after a few months of question marks. Who is the incoming CFO and what is some of their career history? Julie Andrews is taking over as CFO and she brings a ton of financial leadership experience. Most recently, she was CFO for SmartWires Technology, leading all finance, tax, treasury, accounting, information technology, and investor relations functions. Before that, Andrews was Senior Vice President of Global Finance at Wright Medical from 2012 to 2020 when the company was bought by Stryker. And she also served as VP of Finance for the Spine and Biologics Division of Medtronic. So a lot of experience. And I know you mentioned that Califiore is taking over as CEO. How did he end up taking on this role? What was his path to becoming CEO? Yeah, well, Califiore was named CEO in November, but Orthofix actually had to wait until Inovis completed its acquisition of Lima Corporate, where he was CEO, to make it effective. That happened last week. So they were able to make it effective. And that all follows a real reshuffle at the top that we've spoken about at length on this show before, as the company terminated a trio of executives with cause in September, cutting ties with CEO Keith Valentine, for whom Calfiori took over, CFO John Bostonich, which 
is now Julie Andrews' position and Chief Legal Officer Patrick Kieran following an investigation. And between September and now, longtime MedTech executive Catherine Berzik had actually served as interim CEO. So now Calafiori is in the permanent role. Now let's jump to that Dexcom news. Yeah, Dexcom has submitted a new glucose sensor to the FDA and expects to launch it later this summer. The company hinted at a potential launch early last year, uh, but now it's confident in its new device and the timeline that it's been touting for, as I said, about a year. What is this glucose sensor designed for? Dexcom designed its new Stello uh, sensor device specifically for people with type 2 diabetes who don't use insulin. It has a 15-day wear time with a cash pay option and a software experience tailored specifically for non-insulin users. What are some of the company's launch plans? So obviously it's contingent on FDA approval, but the company expects to launch Stello in the U.S. in the summer of this year. EVP and COO Jake Leach says the company is expanding its product portfolio and defining the future of sensing technology and empowering people to take control of their health. And as you mentioned in the intro, Dexcom released some of its preliminaries, and so far the company is seemingly doing really well going into the new calendar year. Yeah, the company expects just over a billion dollars in revenue for the fourth quarter uh, for a 26% year-over-year increase. On a call I had with CEO Kevin Sayer, he said it's the company's first billion-dollar quarter. And it projects a full-year sales total of $3.62 billion, which is a 24% increase from last year. The company also set its outlook for 2024 for $4.15 billion to $4.35 billion, which would be about 16% to 21% growth over 2023. Let's jump to some more kind of somber news. Yeah, Megadyne Medical has a class one recall of patient return electrodes. It's similar to another recall of the company's electrodes in midway through last year. What is the reason behind this recall? Company initiated the recall to update the instructions for use and product labeling of its patient return electrodes. Certain ones, the Megasoft, a bunch of various versions of that. It seeks to restrict device use to patients 12 years of age and older after receiving reports of patient burn injuries, including third-degree burns requiring intervention. So what are these devices used for, and what could happen with continued use of these devices? So the electrodes are used in surgeries that involve the use of electrosurgical instruments and are actually supposed to minimize the risk of electrical burns by ensuring the current flows safely through the patient's body. But these severe burns coming as a result of the issues with the device could lead to potentially long-lasting impacts on patients, especially those under the age of 12, hence why they're raising the age. But Megadyne reported 99 injuries with zero instances of death related to the issue. The burn injuries, though, could lead to extended hospital stays, scarring, and additional surgeries. So you mentioned the company is raising that indicated age for use of the devices, but what else did the company instruct users to do with this recall? Basically, Megadyne instructed all affected customers to share the information of the change in intended use and intended age with all users. And a Megadyne spokesperson said that the safe and effective use of the company's products is a top priority, notified customers and regulatory authorities in impacted countries, and this was not a product removal, and the Megasoft pads may continue to be used as indicated. And we have another recall news, right? Yep. Insulate has a class one recall for the Omnipod 5 Android app. 
similar to the Megadyne thing. It's not a product removal. In, in this case, it is a software correction. What is this recall for? So Insulet recalled the Omnipod 5 app for Android devices due to a software error affecting insulin delivery. This error happens when the user enters a bolus amount less than one unit without putting a leading zero before the decimal point. And due to this error, when entering a bolus dose of less than one unit, the app's smart bolus calculator fails to register the decimal point if it's the first character entered. I think I can infer what the app does, but could you tell us what the Omnipod 5 Android app does and how this recall could affect patients? Yeah, so the app uses what Insulet calls smart adjust technology to help adjust insulin delivery based on real-time and future blood sugar levels. And that smart bolus calculator computes recommended bolus doses while the app considers user-inputted carbohydrates and other sensor data. So the issue with the calculator is the FDA gave an example where if a user enters 0.2 when attempting to request 0.2 units, the app would actually fail to register the decimal point and it would display two units as the requested bolus, which is obviously a lot more than the intended amount. If the user entered 0.20 units, the app could actually display 20 units, which is far more. So this could lead to the app giving too much insulin, anywhere from 10 times to up to 100 times the intended amount, which is obviously not good. Have there been any adverse events related to this recall? Company reports two injuries and zero deaths as a report of the software error. So thankfully, it seems like they're getting out ahead of any real issues from this. We mentioned the JP Morgan conference at the top of the episode, and we also have some news that came out of the JP Morgan conference. So what is our last bit of news that we have? Yeah, Medtronic CEO speaking at the JP Morgan conference said that the company's top priority is restoring earnings power. Some strong claims coming from Jeff Martha at JP Morgan. Tell us a little more about what the CEO said about Medtronic's top priorities. Yeah, so as I said, he said in the headline, our top priority is restoring our earnings power full stop. He highlighted recent organizations, changes to incentives, product approvals and launches, and new initiatives like a AI center of excellence. So the company continues to be a mission-driven company, he says, that basically we all know Medtronic to be, but at the same time, he wants to be performance-driven just because being both can't be one without the other. There's no margin, no mission, he said. So the company wants to be performance-driven. What are some of Medtronic's highest growth opportunities that they currently have? Martha labeled the three highest growth opportunities as cardiac ablation, which the company recently received FDA approval for, uh, for treating AFib, diabetes, which the company has been pumping out uh, next generation products, it feels like, and structural heart, which the company has pacemakers and valves and all sorts of different things. So Martha said they make up 20% of the company's revenue today, but they're in large markets that are growing fast, faster than the overall company, he said. So clearly areas that the company is targeting as they can only continue to grow. Very interesting. Definitely topics that we talk about a lot here on this podcast. How do other executives feel about going into the new year? I know this isn't the new fiscal year for Medtronic since their fiscal year starts in April, but it's a new calendar year. How do executives feel going into it? Yeah, well, CFO Karen Parkhill says the company is looking ahead with great confidence to 2025, fiscal 2025, with a really strong pipeline. And Martha did add that they believe growth is durable and the company is driving its earnings power. 
And that was the final news story that we had for today. Thank you, Sean, for bringing us all of your insights and looking forward to talking about that Dexcom story that you're working on later on. I'm looking forward to it as well. And it's my pleasure, as always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. Where can they find you, Sean? Sean Hooley, S-E-A-N-W-H-O-O-L-E-Y on LinkedIn. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.